Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? They're in the computer? This is getting out of hand. Wow! Strange things are afoot. Hold the potato! Listen. You smell something? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Clear Your History podcast, where we discuss all the crazy things that we found on the internet uh, while we were at work, not paying attention. So I'm (laughs) your old pal, Steve. And I am Megan, and we are here today with Jesse. Hi. And uh, back again is no, no, all slip, no grip, a.k.a. The Whirling Dervish, a.k.a. John. Yeah, 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 that's me. Hey, 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 you forgot uh, Master Chief Thief as well. Ah, yes, the Master, <laughs> the Master Chief Thief. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I'm getting circles. Last time John was on the show, we discussed a little bit about Greyhound buses. And you made it, we're very adamant about Greyhound buses. Well, because you wanted to take the Greyhound bus to go and sell your soul to the devil, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> not the thing anymore. No. We decided not to ride them, and I, I, you said you were adamant that they're disgusting, yeah, and I agreed yeah. with you. But I have never been on a Greyhound bus, and I hate that I have a preconceived notion about them. So I searched Greyhound bus. Is it safe? <laughs> and that is how, um, yeah, it's how my search started out. And the first search result came back is, can you eat on a Greyhound bus? Yes. Should you? you? Can't do anything. <laughs> That's rude. Should you? No. I, no. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, but I have this negative view of Greyhound buses, so I started to delve in deeper, and uh, you know, the Greyhound bus stations aren't always in the best part of town. Not that that should matter, but you know, it's cheap. So let's talk about the positives. It's cheap. Save on where you're going. It saves you a lot of money. There's room for your luggage. You don't have to pay a $60 baggage fee to take your luggage with you when you're on a Greyhound bus. Right? You don't. Oh my god, $100 to go take my shit with me when I went to Houston. Yeah. Or you can fly to Southwest and pay $0 for two bags. Southwest, okay, you should thank sponsor you us. Okay, for sponsoring <laughs> Southwest. You can just not bring anything and buy it all so, while you're there. <laughs> well, seriously, for $100. It's about $100. Bucks. Yeah, so <laughs> you'll be good to go. Just go to the Walmart. Travel smarter, not harder. Go to Walmart and get an eight-pack of white t-shirts for 6 bucks. Fuck it. <laughs> well, go. so I wanted to be positive about I this whole... I socks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Houston's hot. Seal <laughs> Only socks. That's the, the uniform of Houston. So I was trying to like Sorry, find positive things about the Greyhound bus because everything that came up was like disgusting stories about the Greyhound bus. Reasons I won't travel Greyhound bus. All of that. But I did find one very positive blogger. Uh, his name's Traveling Klaus. Klaus. He's a middle-aged Denmark travel blogger. Who enjoys his selfie stick? Every single picture on his blog is oh, yeah. with a selfie Hell stick. Yeah. But you can clearly see he's, he's using been the selfie using stick. He's using it for other than taking photographs. <laughs> and he says <laughs> his tagline. You know <laughs> <laughs> his, one of his posts was, I love the Greyhound bus. And he wrote this big long expose. And basically, the gist of it is poor people are not dangerous. <laughs> that wrong. You shouldn't assume that poor right. people are dangerous. And I, I agree mean. with Traveling Klaus. And he says, keep to yourself and you'll be fine. But yeah. then he also puts the caveat of probably fine. 
Yeah. I, okay. I am holding well, a knife under my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> he referenced a few times where things have not been completely fine, but he's still with us taking uh, selfies. A few times, and he continued He's to used to hostels at every corner, you know, like scary hostels, yeah, like the movie I'm hostels. I'm going to say this man's from Denmark. Like, <laughs> yeah. Europe is probably scarier than the ground. Hell yeah. Possibly. Yeah, it's I, I fucking at, metal. I looked at his about me. Oh my god, I looked at his about me section. <laughs> And I just wanted to quote this part for you because I really question his credibility as he says, oh, should anyone be interested in hiring me for jobs, for jobs, such as tour guiding, consulting, or maybe something else, please contact me. <laughs> I do have Did a self It wasn't like that in your head the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Is that a Dutch accent to no. you? <laughs> okay. I, I do have self-esteem. <laughs> German. <laughs> it was Which would have been more fitting for the last one, not the Albanian prince. I'm sexy German. Friend. I don't know. He, I oh, you mean selfie stick like for your camera? No, I don't have one of those. But after <laughs> after this about me section, there was a picture of him doing the splits upside down. So oh, yeah. traveling costs. Right. Maybe the type of person you meet on a Greyhound bus. I want to. I want to hang out with uh, you know. Have a couple of drinks with that guy. Me too. Um, kind of not, but it'd be warm beer, but it'd be fine. There's a lot of there are a lot That's of stories like. about people doing drugs on the buses, pooping on the buses, you know, gross yeah, stuff. Whatever. Yeah. But um, My one of the other. I, you told me about the smoking piece. crack in the background. True. It was just high school. It's just high school. It's just high school. But one of the grossest headlines that came up was Greyhound bus shoots load of bull semen all over the interstate. <laughs> that'll happen. Excuse me? Well, that'll happen. <laughs> and uh, really happened in Nashville. It was, they were driving and it was <laughs> gross smelling. All this wafting nastiness. <laughs> Please do not waft right now. It is. I'm cooking. <laughs> oh, just. The what is this accent that I'm doing? Sexy German. It's your, it's your pillow talk. Sexy Scanda. <laughs> Scandalous German. Um, but anyways, they found four unmarked Ooh. steaming canisters. And it was uh, a. <laughs> it was Thirty to forty thousand dollars worth of frozen bull semen that was not properly uh, iced because apparently the Greyhound bus allows non-rider packages, so you can mm-hmm. send things through like luggage. Wait, yeah, you can ship like large furniture and like on a bus. Yeah, without being on the. But bus. But you gotta have a friend on the other side, right? Well, or drive. Pick it up. Yeah. At the Greyhound station. Oh, you drive. Yeah, you could drive. You don't want to carry that. You don't want to smell it. I don't want this frozen semen. Actually, they should have used more dry ice, I think, you know? So when I was in high school, <laughs> this is actually a true story. We were smoking um, crack in the guy It had nothing to do with crack. We get into my buddy's truck, and he he actually owned, like, a, a ranch, like, a feed yard. They had lots of cows. Get into his truck, and in the back seat, there's this giant metal canister with, like, locked seal things around it. And I was like, dude, what is that? Is that a bomb? He's like, Nope. That's cow jizz. True well, story. Well, bulges, because cows are females. But you know what I mean. You know, I, he was cooking beef. <laughs> <laughs> the evidence was uh, there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I... It's not too uncommon where I'm from. I don't know. No, it's not uncommon where I'm, I'm from either. I witnessed some... Some bulges? Horse <laughs> stuff. That's high quality. That's... 
higher quality than all my friends. I mean, I went to the testicle festival two times. Well, combo platter, but they charge yeah. you to get in, and that's stupid. It's bullshit because it's what is it? Seven bucks to get it's in. Ten bucks to get in. Ten bucks to get in, and then a seven dollars for the bull fries. And then you're like, well, I don't like country music or any people here. I'm gonna leave, and that's like that was like twenty, maybe forty dollars worth. What if you beers. want a t-shirt? I mean, you gotta get a, but a, then you have at least to pay a koozie. For that too. You need at least yeah. to get True. the koozie. True. Yeah, yeah, the koozie is a must-have. Yeah, because it says I love nuts. It's hilarious. All right, uh, so bull semen. You can you can encounter <laughs> that. You can encounter cockroaches falling out of the ceiling. That's happened too. But the one thing I want to talk about is the story of bus one one seven zero. That was traveling the Trans Canada oh, Highway. I know this one. Okay, well, this kind of ties back to uh, last time John was here, because twenty-two-year-old Tim McLean was. <gasps> John a, used to be twenty-two. I know, but he was a traveling. <laughs> I did. He was a traveling carnival worker, mm. which we decided the correct term was. Carney? Dirty Carney. Dirty Carney, yes. Oh, no. uh, it, so he, 2008, he was working at the Klondike Days in Edmonton. No, what would you do? For a, I don't know, I want to know. He decided to go home to Winnipeg. He boarded the bus for his 24-hour journey east. Okay, on this bus was also a Chinese native man named Vincent Lee. He had moved to Canada in 2001. And he was diagnosed schizophrenic in 2005, but had never been treated. So after lunch break, they were on the same bus. After lunch break, Vincent gets up and walks to the back of the bus. He said, people said that he looked at every other person on the bus and he just focused in on Tim. Sits next to him and uh, that's when uh, things get real. Real good? No, just to set the mood, The Mask of Zorro was playing. It was nighttime. I'm not sure the movie's important. Uh, But he just randomly turned. (laughs) Yes. I think it's Antonio Banderas' fault, to be honest with you. But he turned and started stabbing Tim. Wow. Just on the bus. That takes a turn. Continually stabbing him. With what? A knife that he had brought on the bus. (laughs) Because apparently the security at Greyhound buses is not that great. And he had a hunting knife. What, there's a security? He said it was a hunting knife. Everyone's getting off the bus. Okay, they get off the bus or on the side of the road. Worst part of the whole bus ride, getting off the bus. You're being a jackass. <laughs> you are pounding the table in a minute. <laughs> Just let me get to the part where he cuts the fucking guy's head off. What? With a knife? Yes. Yeah. And then carries some so a truck driver saw the in front of everybody. Yes. Oh, they're on the side of the road. He, the truck driver goes in and he's like, "I'm gonna beat this guy up." And then Vincent starts walking to him with a knife in one hand and the guy's head in the other hand, and he decided, "Oh, oh no, 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 no." Yeah, okay, so that is why you carry a gun. Right. So everyone's out of the or bus. Next ensues a four to five hour standoff. The Canadian Mounties show up and they decide the best thing to do is just let this guy be on the bus, and he continues for four hours to like defile it sitting eat. by himself because nobody wants to sit by him no he's eating this man's body he Ew. ate he ate his eyes a third of his heart other things and everyone's just like watch him yeah and you, <laughs> you so, shouldn't eat on the bus they don't have snipers not, no they do they, did, they decided they decided it was best to be non-lethal but they they made up a why he's eating a man 
understand. So you would snipe the tree. It's already pretty lethal. I don't. I don't recommend. I don't recommend this. But if you're interested, has been achieved. If you're interested, you can go and listen to the audio files because the Canadian Mounties. No, no, no. Just listen. They all like were describing the event explicitly, and they used the code name Badger for him. So it's words like that. Badger had a whole body, and he was chopping right through it like like me on poutine on Friday after work. You seen me and the happy hour? Well, it's more like badgers at the back of the bus eating it. Oh, Oh, it's pretty gross. Badgers digging in now. Okay, so anyways, he gets eventually. He eventually the Vincent jumps out the back of the window. They apprehend him. End of story. Uh, Some other crazy stuff happened, but I just wanted to let you guys know, give you a quick update on Vincent. Um, You know, he expected to die for his crimes, but he was schizophrenic. They got him on treatment. They put him in a mental mental institute. They decided he wasn't sane enough to stand trial. Uh, So, in 2012, he was granted day passes to the local city under the supervision of a police officer. He was released in 2015 to visit Winnipeg by himself as long as he had his phone. And he was in a group home. And in 2017, he was discharged. No legal restrictions or obligations to his crime. So now he's out there. He's living a life. And uh, in 2018, Greyhound announced it will end virtually all service across Canada because after this happened, nobody wanted to ride ride in the Greyhound bus. So he's out there right now. And I realize he was mentally ill, but uh, he might cut your head off. To draw on past experiences that we've talked about on this show, the last guy that was released from a prison early turned around and set up a crazy bomb in a casino. Like, this guy's going to do something else. Oh, and that other one, the guy that that was let out of prison early killed his girlfriend and wife, right? Prison. He was in the Google. Oh, that was, what, yeah, Carl Jablonski. Carl Jablonski. Philip Carl Jablonski, whose underwear you can purchase online for $75, prison underwear. That's pretty cheap. But you could get it your all head connects. off and eat. It's all start. connected. Yep. Yeah. I'm making a circle with two hands. I can see it. I can confirm. All right. Who wants to go next? I feel like I can build off of Megan's. Oh, that's concerning. Build away. Because you said wafting about the bull semen? It's wafting. Yeah. But I was thinking twat. That's a bull semen. I was thinking twat. <laughs> Twatting. Twatting? Like twafting. Like a twat. You get it. So. Is that how they say it? Twat? It's twat. Yeah. Yes. Well, twat. it depends. Twat or twat? I say twat because it's more fun. Oh yes. my god. Sorry. <laughs> Sidebar. My friend Garrett, um, he, he used to always say like potato, potato. Mm-hmm. And one time it was in a text message and it, it was just like potato, 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 potato. And then I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. And then I was like, oh. Aha. <laughs> 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 sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, so the thing that I had to discuss was most mispronounced words. Oh. Because it's not wafting. I know. It's wafting. But um, what do you guys think would qualify as the world's most mispronounced word? Working at Noodles & Company, people don't know how to say cavatapi. They say cavalapi. They don't know how to say ciabatta. So they say ciabatta. And they don't know how to say penne rosa. They say pen rose. I, I have the number one. <laughs> <laughs> Acai. 
Acai like the berry. Ah. Acai berry. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows how to well, say Well, because there's acai. like a weird letter that's yeah, not usually around. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird, but nobody knows because how to say it. Because everybody that says something like acai or yeah, something. That's a good one. They say acai. Acai, dude. Acai, dude. I personally think that the most mispronounced word is accolades. You know, you receive an accolade for an Ooh, award. I got another one, too. People always say me. I said I, mean, ac- I said accolades because I said accolades because I pronounce mispronounced that because embarrassingly. Uh, she did. From my experience with Megan, her most is coupon. <laughs> it's a coupon. I know it is. It's called coops for short. Coupon. Coupon. Yes. <laughs> well, apparently, according to one one person on the internet, they say that it's karaoke. Because karaoke is wrong. Uh oh. It's karaoke. Karaoke. <laughs> like oh, that's intense. <laughs> like Did I do it? karate. Like K A R A is karate. Karaoke. Kara. Oh, so like my friend Kara. Yeah. Kara. Okay. No, not Kara. 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 Not your friend Kara. Kara. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm saying her name wrong. I'm trying to think of her. Do you say Do you say karate? Karate? Yeah. Karate. Karate. Karate kid. Karate. Like my friend Kara. Karate. Oh yeah, you got that. What's that? Uh, that no, or, that orange carrot. vegetable. The karate. Karate. Jump on my. My horse here, I have a Mountie, and then I go to the maple syrup farm. <laughs> it always goes back to maple syrup. Can't stop. For you. The more I thought about it, though, I thought that there was a word that was at least more disputed on whether or not it's pronounced right, how or how you how you should pronounce it, and it's everybody's favorite moving little animated pictures on the internet. GIF. GIF. Ding, ding, ding. No, I say GIF. I say GIF. I say GIF, too. Because it's a GIF from God. So do we all say GIF? Well, it's an acronym, so it's not really a word. It's not a word. JPEG is is universal. It's supposed to be GIF. It's supposed, (laughs) according to the, the, I can't even say it, GIF. That's just wrong. But the inventor of the .gif. You can't just invent a... Moving okay, pictures, yeah, they did. Yeah. They did yeah. that several times. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, yeah, you did. Somebody has to do it. The inventor, Steve Wilhite, maybe? You're mispronouncing his name. Probably. I find that ironic that I don't and he know says how to it's... pronounce that, but he says it's like the peanut butter. So Jif. Peanut butter, jelly time. Well, I will still continue to call it GIF. GIF. If I didn't love GIF so much, I would boycott them just because of that, but I love them. What about meme? Meme. 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 That's what Sean it's says. Meme. meme. <laughs> He's just like imager. He says He says imager. Imager. He says imager. I saw this I on imager. It it's as amazing. Well. And I did not like what is it, it supposed to be? Imager? It's imger. Imger. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's imger. I don't use imger. that word. Are there any other crazy People words we're all mispronouncing? Espresso. <laughs> Expresso. My mom, uh, we, me and my mom, my mom and me, 
both got uh, espresso machines, and she's like, oh, we're really excited to try the espresso machines. Like, it's not like a fast machine. It's like, yeah, here we go, Federal Espresso dropped us off. No, espresso. Have, here's, here's a couple. But that's like, I don't know, is that, I don't know, it's an Italian word, so... I feel like if it's a but it's foreign not word, with it's okay to say all wrong. of the foreign yeah, words are all of the words are foreign. What's a double s sound in English? Sexy soldier. S's. Yeah. Like a snake. 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 Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Uh, cool. You ever have you ever met someone who calls wolves wolves? Yes, and that is concerning. That one wolves, me. And I hate it wolves. when people put D's wolves? on the M's of oh my God. with N, like demon. 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 It's because you play D and D and you say demon a lot, you nerd. Oh, you, you just did, did it. it! You just broke the word. I know. I did it on purpose to uh, irritate you. No, I, say, I don't think I you did. Demon. It seems too demon. natural. Demon. <laughs> I actually just summon demons often. Which That's all I've got for mispronounced words. They're pretty good ones. I mispronounce karaoke all the time, and I'm going to continue yeah. to. No, how do I you pronounce it. it though? Karaoke. Kara. You gotta roll your R's. Kara. Kara. Okay. When do the Japanese roll their R's? I don't don't think. I think you're thinking Spanish, but. Portuguese. In today's day and age, nothing is more important than your online security. Protect your most private parts with the help of Universal Technical Institute. UTI, the company that cares when you get infected. In March 2003, Andrew Carlson, that's C-A-R-L-S-S-I-N, misspelled, (laughs) had the luckiest run on the stock market in history. In just two weeks, he turned $800 into $350 million. What? Every trade he made was capitalized on unexpected business developments, and it couldn't have been pure luck. Unexpected so, business developments. You can't see me right now, but I'm putting a <laughs> finger into an okay sign. So naturally, the SEC, <laughs> the SEC wanted to have a see chat with them. See how many people them. do that in front of themselves just to see what you're saying. <laughs> Ayo. The United States Security and Exchange Commission, aka SEC, wanted to talk with them because it is pretty suspicious. And the FBI arrested him for suspicion of insider trading, so they so they brought him in. And so instead of denying, Carl, like you would think, would be like, oh, just a pretty lucky, lucky guy. <laughs> that kind of seems hey, more suspicious. like on Deadpool too. Luck like, is not a superpower. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a it superpower. Is. But instead of denying, Carlson s- submitted a four-hour confession. He claimed to... Okay, here it goes. He claimed to be from a time, a time traveler from the year 2253. He knew the history and played the market as he knew it would work out from his uh, knowledge of the history of the stock market 250 years in the past. But he admitted that his initial plan was to um, play it, uh, like lose some money on purpose and play it, you know, kind of casually to not be so suspicious. But, you know, 
he didn't. He got excited and he understood. <laughs> like, just get like, he just kept He's like, it's working. I know it's that working. this shit is going to take off. So, boom, there. Boom, bam, bam. So, like, uh, they didn't believe him, believe mm. it or not. Um, the, uh, they says, the only way he could pull it off is with <laughs> illegal inside information. He's going to sit in a jail cell until he gives up his sources. And so then a part of his plea bargain, he offered to give the location of Osama bin Laden. Oh, wow. This is 03. And the cure for AIDS. Those are both, I mean, Did Magic really Magic Johnson. Huh? Did he really do those things? Did he get them? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, the FBI, surprisingly, couldn't find any records on this guy before December 2002. So he did this in March of 2003. So then, so he was, he was in custody. And then in April, someone posted his $1 million bail. He was due in court for his bail hearing and disappeared on his way there. And was never seen again. What? Yeah. So what do you think about that? Go back in time? Uh, Play the Stark Market? Sounds real. I believe him. I've got a problem with his bargaining chips. Because... Oh, because you... Oh, because, you know... I, if I... I don't have AIDS. I don't care about people that have no. AIDS. They probably ride the Greyhound bus. No. <laughs> they probably say karaoke runs. No, what I'm saying is we have a cure for polio or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. If you go back in time, can you tell anybody the cure for polio? No, because it'll change. Just tell them that, yeah, we we figure it it out. So Carlson didn't, he's not the scientist. Right, unless he like studied it. He's like, well, I'm going to go back in time, and just in case they arrest me, I'm going to learn the cure for AIDS so I can use it to get out of jail. You know what, you know what, and then he puts out this bargaining chip, he's like, condoms, but where are the condoms? (laughs) He's like, that's (laughs) easy. It's like, damn it, we already knew that. take everybody with AIDS, you round them up, and you make them live on an AIDS-only island. Where's Osama? He's in the Middle East. Damn it, I knew that. He's in a game. I don't... I mean, is this based on actual fact or do you no, just actually, bullshit you it, pulled out of your ass like was, Mel's hole? This was first posted by Weekly World News, then picked up fake. by Yahoo News Gossip section. It sounds real now. And then real. spread to uh, more and more outlets. So, like, so basically, this is another example. So, Weekly World News is the onion. You know, it's like one of those like, satirical sites. And then, this is 03, so like they weren't like used to that always happening all the time. So, like, Yahoo News Gossip put it up. And, like, gossip, people didn't really understand that necessarily, apparently. And then it just got going and going and going and going. And that was, like, Viral, like, AIDS. It was out of hand. So, um, people, people were interested in the story, and they reached out to the FBI and the SEC. And they have zero record of anyone doing any of that. Like, anybody making from 800 to $350, or $350 million on the stock market, it's never happened before. 
It, the, of course they it have, hasn't. There's nobody named Robert Carlson. It's because the MIB came in and cleared all their minds because he was actually in, in time-traveling, maybe not alien, but at least a time-traveling warlock. He's probably an alien. He's a warlock. He alien but warlock. But there's some cool, like, sure. stories, and they're all bullshit, but they're all pretty, oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I think the FBI is really going to tell people the truth when they call up and ask about, like, a time traveler that they lost? No, because they're the Federal Bureau of My Inconsistencies. What if it's, Whoa. like, a reverse psychology <laughs> thing, though, and they're like, yeah, we've heard of it, that's right. Where's the, it, where did the money go? Did actually, I don't know. You asked that. The, the money is question. in the computer. The it's in the computer. We are going to go to a commercial now. Trouble falling asleep? Do you need rest now? Check out the very best of yawning now available on Compact Disc. We combine deep and voluntary breaths of air and well-planned guttural noises to lull you to sleep. I've been using the very best of yawning for a month and now I sleep so much I don't even know what day it is. Try out a sample of our very best of yawning for free. Check us out at relaxyourthroat.net. <sighs> Alright, so our last story, John, what have you prepared for us today? Well, I have prepared a real treat, and as always, I'm in the rear with the gear. Um, <laughs> that's my motto. Uh, <laughs> Today I've got an interesting little story uh, about Operation Plumbob, which was a long nuclear testing series that took place in like the 1950s to 60s, maybe even a little before that. Um, in in total, in Operation Plumbob, there was 29 different nuclear explosions. So basically, throughout the 50s, the U.S. government was scared of the Soviets, and they kept trying all these different bombs and missiles and everything else. They tried 29 different ones. Out of those 29, only two of those failed. So we had like 27 successful nuclear explosions in various places above ground, which Whoa. is important to know. Uh, it was actually some of the most controversial tests that have ever taken place in U.S. history. Uh, but most notably amongst those was one of the tests codenamed John. Uh, as in, in toilet? John, as in the toilet. <laughs> Me. <laughs> um, it was notable because in coding John, they actually had five men that volunteered to stand underneath of a nuclear explosion that happened three and a half miles above their heads. Were they riding a Greyhound bus? There was no Greyhound bus involved. I'm not sure when Greyhound buses started, but this was, was on early. July 19th of 1957. This was like way back when buses started. Well, they didn't know about <laughs> the adverse consequences from yeah, they nuclear didn't bombs know, at that point. They didn't know that the radiation was going to cause like these people a lot of problem down the road, and they knew that they were safe distance wise i knew that being three and a half miles away the bomb wasn't going to hurt them physically <laughs> at the time miles away. but Wait, were, they, were they able to uh pull an indiana jones and get into a refrigerator oh the old refrigerator you know they should have done that but again they didn't know the radiation would be a problem and so they just stood there like some guys five guys volunteered Birds? but six guys stood underneath the bomb <gasps> 
the sixth Ooh. guy, George Yoshitake, was the cameraman, and he didn't volunteer. He was just like told was, that he had to. Was be he there. Japanese? Sounds Japanese. Uh, I believe maybe I don't know. He would say Kara okay. But these five men, they were all from the military. Um, besides Don Latrell, I don't know what his thing was, but he was there. <laughs> he was just like all the under a bomb. Sure, I love bombs. And he, so he just did it of free will. The other guys were all in the military and probably just thought it was cool. Colonel Sidney Bruce, Lieutenant Colonel Frank P. Ball, That's Major. A fake name. It's not Major Norman Bodie Bodinger. Dude, and that's tight. Major John Hughes. Those Are were you the just five. Speaking stories about bombs. No, maybe I like bombs. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, Actually, I really like Cold War stuff and World War Two. It's just side like, note: Greyhound was started in 1914. Yeah, wow. I said early, back when buses started. I'm just letting <laughs> you know the exact time. Oh, I didn't even mention there's a Greyhound bus museum, and supposedly it's haunted. Duh. I'm positive it's haunted. <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind. Not just by their track record. Hey yo. Hey yo. Okay, so they. Recorded this video. The idea of Codename John was that the U.S. military was trying to invent a missile that they could shoot at other aircraft and blow up a bunch of them at once. Because during World War II, the Soviets stole the intellectual property for the B-29 Super Fortress, which was the huge U.S. bomber that had a bunch of turrets and stuff The big on black it. one that's like super... He was a stealthy one. He was a big boy. No, no, I don't think that, that it was the one you're talking about. Not that one. Okay. Uh, still a massive plane, and they had a bunch of them, much like they had tanks back in that time. And we were worried that they would have so many of these bombers that if they ever had a full-scale attack, that we wouldn't be able to shoot them all down before they could make it to the U.S. So I thought, okay, let's make a bomb, a nuclear bomb, that we can sh- blow up in the air and mm-hmm. shoot all these things down. And yeah. Fell the bomb worked, so it wasn't... Uh, wasn't necessarily a bad plan, I guess. They made actually 3,000, more than 3,000 of these missiles between 1954 and 1964. Wow, that's job creation. We yeah. just see another war. No, it's Cold War. No, it's Cold War creation. Yeah, it was like at least 32. We're making bombs there. just to flex nuts. Yep. We were making lots of bombs, but so was the so so were the Soviets. And now so. we're trying to get rid of them because because yeah. <laughs> we don't know what to do with them. And they're dangerous. We got so many bombs. <laughs> God damn it! Bomb surplus. <laughs> Buy your bombs. I, you know, that's why they're selling bath bombs now. Hey, that's, that's probably one hundred percent why. It's very relaxing. Uh, so it's really short. This video here, I'll let you guys listen to the sounds of them dropping this bomb over the top of these guys' heads. Because it's kind of interesting, they detail the whole thing out. You can hear them talking in their 1950s lingo. Are these drones that they're bombing? Oh, these are planes with people in them. They had a special maneuver, like... I actually got to see all the paperwork for it. They had to train the pilots a special way to shoot these things so their planes wouldn't blow up when they were doing it. Jesus Christ. It was pretty intense. You can hear the bomb when it goes off. It's pretty crazy. You know what's not fun? 
Being part of the bomb squad. That doesn't sound fun. There it goes. The rocket is gone. Oh, there's these fuckers yeah, sitting there and just like looking up. And it's literally right over their head. This is ground zero. They're not wearing radiation suits. They're just wearing their regular gear. Well, just a regular military. Yes, it's just their military uniform. Yeah, you can like see the moment when the wave of air like rushes over them from above and you're like, holy hell, there's a lot of radiation right there. Look this up when you're at work. Yeah, I watched this at work this morning, so I recommend everyone else do that too. It's Colonel Bruce, that everybody couldn't have been out here at Ground Zero with us. Okay, shaking hands, I don't know, but they're all getting cancer. We're all getting a great time, like this is some buddy-buddy drinking party or something. This was in Nevada. This was at Area Area 10. How far do you live from Area 10? Where's Area 10? Somewhere in Nevada. I go past Area 51. Deep in the desert, I would imagine. No, I haven't, Bodie. There seems to be quite a halo. It is quite a bit of mist up there. I'm not. This is new to me. Maybe from seeing it from ground zero, we're missing a mushroom, but there doesn't seem to be any evidence of a, a mushroom type of stem that we have associated with other detonations. Oh, it's just a wonderful thrill to see that <laughs> In the notes, they say it was donut shaped, actually. Count, this thing went off with a white flash. It was just beautiful. It was just beautiful, they say. Right. And then. After that beautiful experience, by about however, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 years, uh, when they were in their 40s and 50s, literally all six men developed cancer. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, How old were they? They were in their 40s and 50s. They developed No, when they, when they were serving. When they did this, I'm yeah. going to guess probably mid-20s, late-20s, yeah. early-30s. Like, they couldn't... It's like a normal, super, like, person yeah. in the military. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but were they chain-smoking? Oh well, I mean, they were smoking cigars in the video. Which, right. <laughs> if anyone wants to watch that video, you can just search a... "genie missile test." It will bring it up. Oh. Oh, that's it was really the not genie that missile. far from where I live, honestly. Well, now you know. Knowledge is power. <laughs> Go over there and breathe in the air, and we'll see when you get cancer. Um, no thanks. So I, mean, I already time, shaved my head, so I'm ready. <laughs> when they started developing cancer, uh, Sydney Bruce, Frank Ball. Norman Bodinger and John Hughes all died from it. They all died from the cancer that they got. What kind of cancer did they get? Did it say? Those ones that actually didn't specify what kind they got. But Yoshitaki, and he developed stomach cancer, and Luttrell developed colon cancer. Okay. I'm not. So it doesn't really matter what kind of cancer you're just going to get a form of cancer, probably. Yeah, I'm not sure if those two died from it. It didn't say that they did, but the the other four did die from it. They also were present at other nuclear tests too, though, and so they're not sure if it was like that nuclear test. Any nuclear radiation is going to make. Yeah, like they were most likely spark some sort of cancer. It doesn't matter what kind. Thoroughly doused in it. Yeah. So. Codename John killing people. Codename John. So I'm going to say, I'm going to think we got a codename John. They call him a code name. Um, and all in all, uh, these tests, particularly ones like this one, 
led to a banning of above-ground nuclear tests in 1963. Yeah. So JFK in 1963 was like, hey, I do not believe that we should stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. Well, they now have to now blow they're doing up it on the whole earth, and that's why the lizard people are fighting for their life. They're coming to the they surface. They blow them up underwater, too. Yeah. Pretending to be presidents. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And that's about the gist of Codename John. There wasn't a whole lot beyond that, but just like a friendly reminder that... And what year was this? Don't trust the government because they'll give you cancer in exchange for money. Steven, why don't you give us some fast facts for the week? So, the fast facts today are... Every mammal has seven vertebrae in their neck. Including the giraffe. Or giraffe. We all do. It's all the same. The Washington Monument is 555 feet tall, or 6,660 feet, inches tall. Which is... Illuminati. Illuminati. Um, Three, a lightning strike is actually hotter than the surface of the sun. Four, the first passengers on a hot air balloon were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. They had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) And number five, Apple is in fact better than Android and PC. That's a controversial, but it's it's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Catch me outside. All right. So additional research terms, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to the sheep and the duck and the cack. The first thing I want you guys to search is uh, Edward Penis Hand Spaghetti. Oh no. It's Jesus. not as bad as... It's pretty... It's pretty it's a, great. That can't be good. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen some shit. That might ruin it for me. Like, I have a pretty good feeling about spaghetti right now just because there's that painting thing where he trips and all the spaghetti's falling out of his pocket. Oh. <laughs> like, Ed, I really like it's, that it's one. Edward, it's Edward... It's Edward... It's Edward Penis Hand yeah, Spaghetti. Yeah, I mean, it's Edward Penis Hand the second search term I'm going to give you, and you can look up the video for it, is Bee Gees Kids. It's a group of kids mm. as the Bee Gees, highly disturbing and also highly entertaining. Okay, Bee Gees as in the... Yes, exactly. From what continent slash country? They're not from Australia because Australia is not real, but I will give you it. Number three... How to identify a cockchafer, and that is it for today. I have actually had that, and it is very uncomfortable. No, a cockchafer. How to identify I a cockchafer? A cockchafer, aka hot weather, and you're working outside. Chafing. No, it's a thing. Chafing. Thanks for listening to Clear History Podcast. Keep on destroying your browser history and make all your employers think that you are mad people. Yep, check us out on Instagram at uh, Clear Your History Podcast and send us your weird shit for the week. Also, don't forget to follow at Steve Beer Review on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's my channel, and it is wonderful. And Hardy's if you're listening, like send him a fucking coupon for a hamburger, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>